was born ready. Born ready for this. What's up, guys? Hey. Long time no here. Oh, your shirt. No laws when you're drinking. Oh, I have one for you, too. Oh, uh, what? My mom sent them. Oh, she loves us. She does. She's our number one fan. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. And your, your mom, too. Yeah. Yeah. She is. She's pretty And cool. my dad. We talk about our parents a lot. We do. We love our parents. Yeah. We do. Um, we haven't been here for a while, and we apologize. Yeah, sorry, guys. We kind of had to take, you know, yeah. mental... Mental breaks. Yeah. But, you know... Not even that. I don't even think we should apologize no. for that. We should have it's to the apologize. It's the holiday. It's the holiday. I spent all my time with my family. I have not... I, I'm honestly starting to get sick of them. Yes. But yeah. I'm enjoying the hell out of them. Or I was enjoying the hell out of them. <laughs> this is a nice break. <laughs> You know, I've spent a lot of time with my family, too. I've heard a lot of Coco Melon this week. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my house. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> and we had winter storms this week. Oh, Again, yeah. They were as I always so say, bad. we have a lot of listeners here. Yeah. Um, I hope everybody's okay. Has everybody listens i hope you guys have power i know a lot of people still don't yeah um i think we just i think they declared it like a state of emergency and are like evacuating some people in fairbanks oh i I didn't know that about that on a news article oh that's terrifying yeah that's crazy to think that people have been without power for that long well i mean i mean you need the heat yeah so wow you need heat when it's 30 below yeah wild yeah guys we just had a crazy snowstorm ice storm rain all of the it was this week yeah and mother nature was pissed uh we got 59 inches of snow just in december jeez that yeah. was a record right i have no idea i think it was a record. i think we hit like I'm a new record sure since, like, it is the 60s or something yeah yeah i know it's the most snow we've had since yeah. being here and then wow yeah. how long have you guys been here since 2015 oh okay okay dang yeah jeez that's cool yeah is it? No, uh, it's not. No. <laughs> it's I just now got the new carpet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sucks. So, yeah, we took a break. Uh, Rick came home, so I oh, really yeah. wanted to spend time with him. And After how long? Two, since October. So, so three, three uh, since since September 28th. I was about to say, was either beginning of October. Yeah, it was okay. September 28th is the day he left. So. That was his birthday. Aw. Yeah. Aw. So he's been gone like three months. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. So thank goodness. He's alive. He's well. Yes. He's doing good. So this is What's With the Neighbors. Um, We're a true crime and paranormal podcast. If you don't know. Yep. And um, we want to talk about our January challenge. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> never do we just wing it that's all we do um so january challenge is um we did this before Mm -hmm. kind of in like october um where we challenge our people from our facebook vip group to add people they know to the group yep and whenever you add someone you tag them in the pin post yeah and um the more people you add the better chance you get at um each person is an entry. Yes, each person is an entry, and then you guys can win a free month of Patreon and a we'll, sticker. Yeah, a little sticker, a little something, something from us. So yeah. you know, free month of Patreon is pretty cool. Yeah, um, some of you already may 
noticed the benefits of the episode that just was released. Yeah. Um, since we couldn't record last week, um, we released a video episode for everybody to see. So that's that's just one of the perks of Patreon. Yeah. And um, you can find our Facebook group at uh, facebook.com forward slash WWTN podcast. Yes. Um, and I think there's a button from our Facebook page that you yes. can, and yeah. you can even find that from our website. Yes. So if you don't know how to work Facebook or, or whatever, if you don't know how to find us, go to our website and there's a link straight yep. to it. That's what's with the neighbors.com. Yeah. Has so, all of our social medias. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so excited for that. Get in there. You want to be a Patreon donor. Definitely. It's yep. worth it. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, you definitely want to be a member of our group, too. Yeah. Because lots of fun things happen. We have a lot of fun in that group. Yeah. We yeah. interact a lot. So. Yeah. 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 Jump on that. Get in on that. Get in there. Get in there. Get on. Sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you about um, my sleeping demon. Um, what you, is that called again? Can, can you repeat that? I want to talk to you about my sleeping demon. <laughs> is that it's my sleeping? Alice? Yes. <laughs> like sleep paralysis? Yeah, sleep paralysis. <laughs> yes, my sleeping demon. He's in the corner right there. Yeah. You, you briefly you briefly told me about this, but I didn't get the whole... It was awful. So it was one night I couldn't sleep. And uh, every time I would sleep, I was having these like awful dreams. And then I eventually like felt like I couldn't breathe anymore. So I was trying to wake up and I couldn't wake up. And then all of a sudden, like I'm looking out into our sunroom and I couldn't see anything, but I knew that this like thing was coming at me. And I went to go like grab it, like as it was jumping on top of me, I went to go grab it and I'm like struggling to get it off of me and like I was trying to say something but I couldn't say it and eventually like I got it out and I was like in the name of the Lord of Jesus Christ you must leave me alone <laughs> and, and it went away hey and I, and I woke up yeah, but I felt like I was already awake do we so. need to save your house <laughs> I felt like it I you know that day I was just like Hey, and like hanging around your house. And we I'm going to stay out of my house as long as possible. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't tell me the full thing of it because you didn't want to scare Alice. Yeah, so, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. No, 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 no. And I mean, it was definitely like, a, and that night, my Alice's light turned on randomly, which we talked about. It could yeah. be electrical thing, yeah. but... It was, I did not do good that night. No, mm, I wouldn't I, have either. I wouldn't no. have slept the rest of the night. No, I didn't. I was up <laughs> to like, from like three o'clock and then I was like, I cannot wait to go to bed. Thanks, sleep demon. Thank you, sleeping demon. You ruined for... my sleep. Yeah. My beauty rest. Definitely could have been because I was out of anxiety medicine, but whatever, yeah. you know, mm. whatever. Mm. Still don't like what happened. I mean, sleep paralysis can happen for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I, I definitely did not like what happened, so. I wouldn't either. Oh. One more thing before yep. we can move on. Um, we want to thank the gentleman that oh my God, yes. made our website. Hell yeah. Dude, you did awesome. He did an amazing job. Guys, our website looks like not a third grader did it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so good. And what's funny is we actually kind of dumped it down a little <laughs> bit. He made it like look so good, and we're just like, ah. Uh, 
can you put a cartoon on that? It's really simple, people. <laughs> so he did great. Um, he wants us to if 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 you guys check out the website and you see what you love, and you need a website made, or he does other things too. Um, you can check him out on Fiverr, which is F I V E R R. Uh, I think I spelled that right. Um, yes, F I V E R R, and it's a website.com. You can um, find him at Mercy035. Yes. So um, he he did a great job. We love what he did. and Go check um, it out. It yeah. looks so good, guys. It looks really it's, good. It's awesome. I'm so excited. I'm thrilled with yeah. what he did. So definitely thank you so much, Mercy035. Yes. Thank you. Um, we are eternally yeah. grateful. Sorry, that's the only time I'm going to say that. No, it's not. It's not. So I brought a little something because I wanted Amy to remember what my microphone's name is going to be. Why? Do you know who that is? I do, but I can't remember. It's Micro from Dirty Jobs. Micro, my microphone. Oh! (laughs) I thought it was, um... Ernest. No. I thought it was Ernest. What you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. <laughs> no, it's Micro from Dirty Jobs. <laughs> Micro, my microphone. <laughs> Happy New Year. <laughs> I can't even take credit for that. Josh Josh bursted into the bathroom the other day while I was in the shower. He's like, you know what you should do on the podcast? You should name your microphone Micro. <laughs> That's that's golden. That's I'm beautiful. Doing it. That's beautiful. So my microphone is now named Micro. Micro. He's a beautiful guy. Yeah. He's very handsome and burly. Yeah. And he has a nice opera voice. Oh, does he do yeah. opera? He sings like really baritone. Whoa. Sorry. I don't see him time. as someone that does He's, opera. He sings. He does. Wow. So um, uh, we've done a really long intro. Yeah, um, we did. Do you have anything else to say? No, I do not. But do you want to hear? Uh, yep. I want to hear a story about a murder. <clears throat> How about a neighborhood story first? Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. Even better. Okay. Wow, I'm so prepared today. So this is from, uh, t- what is that website called? Reddit? Nextdoor. Oh. The cat is recording us all. <clears throat> Every night I try to go to my evening go on my evening walk and I always see the same all white cat with what looks like a small camera dangling from his neck this cat is always looking through people's windows or jumping into yards I am afraid his owner has trained him to record people with his neck camera for whatever reason every time I try to approach the cat to grab him he looks scared and runs away seems like he is up to no good and knows it. Let me just go chase a cat real quick. Oh, he's oh, running you're away. Scared. You're guilty. That's a guilty cat right That's there. a guilty cat. They're definitely recording them. Be careful. My cat is watching. My cat is watching. Uh, so... Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? It doesn't matter. You okay. Go first. I'm going to go first. You got yours out. I'm ready. I'm here for it. I had mine out. <laughs> <laughs> you got yours out. You're good. You're fine. You're fine. So I don't know why I wrote it this way um, in the beginning. but Holy cow. You do your font huge. I know. <laughs> I, it's it's I a lot of do, pa- That's actually a really good idea. 
I just easier to keep track of it. It is, yeah. Anyway, so, sorry. And this is actually smaller than I normally do, but <laughs> it's fine. Um, I don't know why I started off this story this way, but just go with it, okay? That's weird. I started my story off really weird too. <laughs> I really did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like I'm setting a scene or something. I did. I, I'm not even kidding. I did the exact same thing in mine. We're trying to hire our expectations for we 2022. Are, apparently. So it was 1986. I'm not even kidding. I'm like, so it was 1986 in Newport Beach, California. Newport Beach, California. The OC. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, Tom Hawk and his two young boys, Matt and Ryan, were at a chili cook-off. Tom was a 32-year-old divorcee who worked as a probation officer, and he was ready to mingle. He was single and ready to mingle. So he spotted a woman across the lawn named Jackie, who was 29 years old. I like that name. Jackie? Jacqueline. Jackie. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. That is a good name. He was like, oh, my gosh, this lady is so beautiful. Um, After awkwardly staring at her for several minutes and she caught him. That's weird. Yeah. She's like, why are you looking at me? He decided to go over and introduce himself. Um, They ended up falling madly in love and spent the next few years establishing their lives together. Um, In 1989, they got married. And after the wedding, Jackie moved in with Tom and the two boys. And uh, she wasn't, uh, she was just their stepmom, but they saw her as a mom. They even called her mom uh, because of how like nurturing she was. And she couldn't have kids of her own. So she was like super excited to like raise two boys, you know. That's a good mom. Yeah, it was a good mom. So... In 2002, uh, the two boys, when they were much older, ended up moving out for a life of their own. Tom and Jackie were obviously sad, but knew it was coming. So for many years before that, they were actually putting money away to actually retire at the same time, which like, man. That's the dream. That's the dream right there. Probably not going to happen, but that's the dream. That's the dream. So more Patreon donors. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, their dream was to actually live on a yacht and sell, you know, sell up and down the east or the west coast of Northern California, like down Mexico and up to Washington and that sort of stuff. Um, so when they t- retired, they sold their home in Newport Beach, sold all their extra things um, that they wouldn't need, like furniture and stuff, and um, bought an older yacht for $300,000 and named it Well Deserved. <laughs> they spent many months slowly renovating it they were never you know they weren't well off like they weren't super rich but between their they had enough money to buy a yacht well they sold their house too old i mean that's that's still a lot yeah yes yeah uh they between their savings and retirement retirement they managed to make it look nice and they you know they were really proud of what they did um, Tom was very particular about keeping the yacht clean. He never had ropes out of place. Um, the bumpers were always where they were supposed to be, whether they're sailing or docked. Like everything was in its place where it's supposed to be. Oh, gosh. 
He was very meticulous about keeping everything in order. So for the next two years, they lived that dream. They were like sailing everywhere. They would, they're they would always dock. That's awesome. I know. I would love to do that. Yeah, it'd be so much fun. Um, they always docked uh, in Newport. That was like their home docking station. Right. But um, they were sailing all over Mexico, California, Oregon. It was fun. So they would always catch this. I was like so jealous when I read this. They were ca- they would catch fresh fish and uh, drink cocktails, and uh, they would go into into town for dinner. Oh and I know it's like oh let's stop let's stop here at this port and have a have a, a cocktail, cocktail. <laughs> and watch the sunset. <laughs> They're from Newport, but they suddenly have a British accent. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want cod for dinner, or would you like fresh salmon? Well, halibut. We also have some halibut. Or if if you don't want any of those, we can go get you some rock cod. It's fine. (laughs) Some sunfish. Uh, so in 2004, Matt, their son, announced that he was having a baby and a little bit. So grandbaby Jackie was like overjoyed because she couldn't have a baby of, of her own. And she never she joined the family later. The, the boys weren't babies. Right. So she was like, oh, my gosh, I get to do the mommy. thing. I get to do the mommy thing. Um, so they decided to sell the yacht so that they could live closer to the grandbaby. In November of 2004, they placed an ad online for their yacht, and they were asking about half a million dollars. Uh, Not too long after, a young couple offered to buy it all cash. Uh, They called their sons to tell them the good news, and Tom and Jackie were like, it's an all cash offer, like less paperwork, you know, it's a better deal. Um, Taxes. Yeah. And so they're like, we just need to do the paperwork and the sale will be finalized and we'll, we're going to move into town. Um, we will call in a few days to let you know when it's done. Um, and I couldn't find out why it was so important to let them know when the sale was done. But I'm going to assume it was because they needed to like possibly stay with one of the boys right. until they can buy a house. So a few days go by and neither son had heard from them. They started calling the parents and they never answered. Like, mm-hmm. And the parents always answer their phones. Okay. So they're like, what is going on? They're not answering their phones. Um, they were always in constant communication. So it was so out of character for them. One of the sons told Tom's brother, Jim, who was a retired police chief of this sudden silence. So Jim... Uh, Tom's brother drove down to Newport Beach to see, you know, if they were at the yacht or something like that. Um, and da, 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 or like maybe their phone is out of service mm-hmm. for whatever. He just he was closer. Right. So he drove down to check on them. Uh, when he got to the dock there where the yacht would be stationed, they him and a friend walked up to the well to the well deserved. And from the outside, it looked like no one was actually on it. Um, so his friend's like, all right, no one's here. And Jim's like, mm, I'm a retired cop or retired chief of police. Um, so he was like, I'm noticing some things that you right. m- may not notice. Um, because he knows that how Tom is with like keeping things in order. 
uh, he noticed that the rope tied to the dock was hanging over the water, um, which is out of character because of Tom's behavior. Um, There was also some tarps that were covering that would cover the control panels when it's docked, but they had been taken off and when it was on the floor. Dirty towels hanging over some of the portholes. So he's like, this doesn't look like them. So overall, nothing super alarming. But if you knew the couple, it would be. Especially when they're trying to sell it. Yeah. Everything would be in order. Yeah. So Jim and his friend that went with him got the impression that the actual the sale was actually finalized. Um, because that's not how Tom and Jackie would leave the boat. Jim left a card on the boat with a note asking to speak with the new owners because the previous owners, Tom and Jackie are missing and he would like to see if they knew about, knew about their, knew of their whereabouts. Um, before Jim left the dock, a 21 year old Jennifer DeLone called Jim and she and her husband were the new owners, but like Jim, they were having a hard time getting a hold of the Hawks. Uh, even though they bought the boat, they didn't know what a few of the controls were on the boat, and they wanted to ask for help. Like, can you tell us how so to these use these? these are the people that The new owners. Okay, okay. Yeah, so then uh, Jennifer called. She's like, yeah, I'm actually trying to get a hold of them, too, because there's mm, some controls okay, okay. that aren't working. Um, so, and they left a few personal items behind. Uh, so she told Jim that the last time that she saw the Hawks when they was when they literally took the money that they bought used for the boat and they got in their car, car and left. When Jackie and Tom would be out sailing and they didn't have service to pay for their bills or Internet, they actually had a friend that they hired named Patricia. And so Jim, his brother, Who's called Patricia. Patricia's their friend that would pay their bills when they're out. It's always the ones that are closest to you. (laughs) Amy. So So Jim called Patricia, and unfortunately she had not heard from them, but she was able to see if they had made a deposit of $500,000 from selling the boat, which they should have. So boat's been sold. Yeah, the money should have been deposited. So And she had access to their accounts, so she looked and there was no deposit. Okay, okay. So that's when Jim decided to make an official missing persons report of Thomas and Jackie Hawk. The Newport police initially looked into the new buyers and, of course, and discovered the husband, 25-year-old Skyler, was actually a felon. Mm. He had been arrested and convicted of armed robbery. Um, So a detective went down to the yacht to walk around. When he peeked into the window, he saw what could possibly be like a bloody handprint. Oh, no. Which is enough to get a search warrant, though. So, whole team of police searched the boat and ended up being rust. <laughs> Not bloody hambrit. Oh, ended up being rust? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So. You, I mean, maybe they just pushed for it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, and there was, like, no signs of a struggle or anything on the gotcha. boat. So, they're like, well, this was a dead end. Right. Um, but they did bring Skylar down to the station in hopes that they could get a better idea of what happened during the boat transaction. Um, when it seemed pretty straightforward, he met with Tom and he did a sea trial, which is like a test drive, but for boats. Oh, okay. So they did a sea trial. And on November 15th, after deciding that they wanted to purchase the boat, Skylar and his pregnant wife and their young daughter a notary and a friend of Skylar's met the Hawks in the parking lot of where the boat is docked. 
They hand off the suitcase full of cash to Tom. Oh, and sketchy. I know. <laughs> and why a suitcase? So, I mean, a duffel bag is more, I got, is even just as bad. It's just as bad. <laughs> Do cashier's check. Come on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and with the notary, they signed over the paperwork to the new owners. Then the Hawks hopped in their car and drove off. Um, he told the police that the Hawks mentioned uh wanting to purchase a house down in Mexico, which is very bizarre yeah. because that's not where their son yeah. lived. Yeah. So the detectives was like, okay, but... This is so shady. This is so shady, but can I ask you, where were you able to get that type of cash for such an expensive boat? Right? Yeah. And... Drug dealer. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. And... uh. Skyler said that when he was younger, he was actually a child actor as an extra for the original Power Rangers. What? No way. <laughs> he started to go into ah, this. He's an extra. He it's, was an extra. Eh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, but he started to go into this like elaborate story of how he was an extra. And then all of a sudden he just like stops mid sentence. <laughs> and he's like, you know what? That's not true. <laughs> how do you make that up? With details into into a cop, right? Yeah, to a cop. Like, why? Why would you make that up to a cop? I don't know. That makes you look even more guilty. <laughs> Come on. And it's like it's one of those things that like that's not believable. But if someone's saying it, you're like, maybe it is believable. Like, I mean, he was extra, so I mean, I know this guy wasn't like the main star or anything, but he yeah. totally could have been an extra. Yeah, an extra wouldn't have made that much money though. No. Unless you're like constantly yeah. an extra, yeah. But normally extras don't get paid anything. Oh, oh, I guess it's like a volunteer. Like, oh, I want my face on TV. Yeah. Like, oh, look at me! Like that eighth person back in the crowd. That see, look, there's my eyebrow. There's my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Stop it. Pop. It's my eyebrow. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, he, he's like, you know what? That's not actually true. The reason we had this cash is because I actually stole it. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> it's fine that's least, more believable at least, he, at least he admitted to it yeah so uh it accidentally pushed the mute button turns out he stole the money from a drug lord and before he was arrested for another armed robbery he managed to hide the money after he was released from prison he went back to his hiding place where he hid the money and uh, since it was drug money, he couldn't, like, just deposit it, I guess. So he had to launder it by purchasing the boat, the yacht. And he was going to sell the yacht after to clean the money. But you were supposed to be innocent, so why don't you just give it to the cops? He stole it from a drug lord. But he was, oh, the drug lord was in prison. Oh, he, he was, was in prison, prison for yeah. for another robbery, oh, armed still, robbery. That's still, that's still illegal. I mean, he's not supposed to keep that money. True, but he wanted to. Oh, okay. I mean, I would want to, too. Yeah. So, uh, the police were like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I he, really feel like I'm in a Netflix series now. I, like, I got the voices and everything. <laughs> got the British voices. We got the deep Baritone, manly voices. 
<laughs> so, um, what do cops say? It's <laughs> one hell of a guy, or no? <laughs> what do they say? What? <laughs> what do they say? Ah, I don't know. Go ahead. Okay, I'll think of it later, and I'm gonna burst it out. He was a hell of a guy. No, it's not what it was. No, okay. But actually, uh, they let him go because they're piece like, of work. Real piece of work. He's a real piece of work Sorry. right there. He's a real piece of work right there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the police were like, what the heck? So they actually let him go from this confession that he just I made. Mean, yeah. uh, because he was cooperating fully with the police. That happens a lot, right? Doesn't that happen a lot? I am they sure. They let you go for like petty. Well, that's not petty. Things. But yeah. That's yeah, yeah, not- yeah. Here, you can have all your money. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. You didn't really lead us anywhere, but yeah, yeah. Go be a millionaire, half a millionaire. Go be a half a millionaire. Have fun. Yeah. Um. After uh talking to after talking to the other witnesses, his friend that was at the transaction and the notary, um, the you know all the stories seem to line up. So they're like, great, this is a dead end. Um. So the police put out a bulletin asking the. Uh, public for help and after a few days a couple in mexico which is like why do we keep going back to mexico it is so weird the police put an apb out asking the public for help and after a few days a couple in mexico called the tip line and say that they actually are looking right at the hawks's suv (gasps) right now at their neighbor's house across the street so the police go down to mexico and Rush the house expecting to find Tom and Jackie there. But a dude answers and the police were like, do you know Tom and Jackie? Like, why do you have their SUV? And the guy's like, I don't know them. Oh, my gosh. And they're like, "Okay, then why is their vehicle out front? And he's like, oh, my friend Skylar Delone. He gave it to me. This is like a wild goose chase. (laughs) So, little Skylar's a liar, liar, pants and fire. Back and forth here. Yeah. So, since they had Skylar's money laundering confession on tape. They can bring him in now for questioning. They brought him in for more questioning. Mm -hmm. So, that was smart for them. Tis, Tyler. Yeah. Skylar. Skylar. (laughs) Tyler. (laughs) You too, Tyler. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> so uh the during the search of Skylar and Jennifer's home, the police found a mountain of items that actually belonged to the Hawks, like <gasps> cameras, phones, laptops, and just stuff that you wouldn't accidentally leave no. on a boat. Yeah. But but despite all that, Skylar, I almost called him Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) Skylar, like, he maintained his innocence. He's like, I didn't do it. This is my story. It's just a big misunderstanding. Uh, Jennifer even went on talk shows. Yeah. Trying to convince the public that she they are just as concerned as the public are for where the Hawks are. What year is this again? 2004. Hmm. Yeah. So she's like, well, just Instagram isn't out yet. They're not trying to get like Instagram famous. (laughs) We're just as concerned as the rest of you. Play the instant card. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, So the police call the notary and the other friend back into the department for another interview. The notary who had been doing this job for years and like 
20 plus years doing notary work. Um, she does she doesn't even have a speeding ticket on her on her profile. Like she's super innocent. She's good. She's, she's a good human. Yeah. Um, and she told them that the same old song and dance, like nothing was different. The police eventually broke her after like asking her over and over and over again. And she's like, okay, fine. I have never actually met Tom and uh, Tom and Jackie ever in my life. Oh my gosh. And she said that she was paid by in cash by Skylar to backdate the documents that were already signed. And I have no idea who Tom and Jackie she are. She must have needed that money. Yeah. So um, after talking to the friend that was there, Alonzo, um, he who had the same story lined up, um, the police were like, no, that's actually not what happened. So tell us the truth. Because he, like, tried to tell the same story. Oh, my gosh. And they're, they're like, nope, you're wrong. And so he's like, okay, fine. Um, the police offered a deal of a reduced sentence if Alonzo told the full full story. So Alonzo's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you. He said he worked at the jail where Skylar was uh, serving time. Right. And when Skylar got out, they continued to stay friends. And the summer of 2004, Skylar confessed to Elonzo. I am so, I don't know why I always run into these type of stories. Um, uh, the summer of 2004, Skylar confessed to Elonzo that he was actually an international assassin. What? <laughs> I don't know why I keep running into these stories. Another one? <laughs> Another. I love it. I knew this was a kind of, I had a feeling about this story. He was paid to kill bad people. Oh. So he was actually on a contract to assassin two really awful people, Tom and Jackie Hawks. But Skylar. Awful people. Awful people. <laughs> so, um, but Skylar needed Alonzo's help because of how bad they were. So he's like, I know what type of work you can do. I know that you're fit for this job. Um, and if he agreed, he'd be paid one million U.S. dollars. So Alonzo's like, Alonzo was like, well, of course. Uh, Obviously, they're bad I people. Mean, yeah. That's how I'll justify right. murdering it's, people. It's, good. it's fine. So on November 15th, Skylar Alonzo and another friend of Skylar's, John Kennedy, showed up at the dock to do a test drive. But Tom, with his career and background of probation, like sized these guys up and he's like three to one, like absolutely not going out on a boat with you guys. Um, so Tom like gave some excuses like, oh, it's getting late. It's not a good day. The weather's bad. Let's reschedule. Smart. Yeah. And so Skylar noticed Tom being like super hesitant. So he's like, all right, hold on. I need to call my wife. So he calls his wife and she comes down. She's pregnant. She comes down with the daughter and like the dynamic changed instantly. Like Jackie was like holding the baby and like loving on it. And so Tom's like, okay, maybe it, it's fine. Aww. So they go down to the dock they are ready to like take off and then jennifer and it's like oh no like the daughter's being moody i need to take her so she gets off the boat and tom and jackie were like well it's probably still fine so they sail away so um 
Tom was piloting the boat, and after they were far out with no land in sight, Skylar and his friend John go up to Tom and say that they want to show him something down in the lower deck of the boat. So Tom goes with them to the lower deck into the bedroom, and Jackie and, and Alonzo were in the kitchen above the bedroom, and they suddenly hear this loud commotion, and uh, which was Tom being attacked. Um, so that was Alonzo's cue to leap forward to attack Jackie, and Alonzo handcuffed her. Um, they placed Jackie and Tom on the bed in a bedroom, handcuffed, and put tape over their eyes and mouth. Uh, Skylar drove the boat to the deepest part of the area and stops. They brought the Hawks up to the deck where Skylar was forced, where Skylar forced them to sign the paperwork to sign over the boat um, and give and sign him over as power of attorneys attorney so he can have access to all their bank accounts. That looks really sketchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, During the signing, though, Jackie, little smarty pants, misspelled her last name. And she left the S off of Hawks. And they didn't catch it. Yeah, he didn't catch that. So um, then the three men took the couple to the back of the boat. And Skylar told Alonzo to go get the anchor, which triggered Jackie to plead with Skylar. She's like, please, like we have a grandbaby coming. Like, please, just you can have the boat. Just let us live. Um. And Tom managed to loosen loose his restraints and kicked Tyler Skyler Tyler <laughs> kicked uh, Skyler in the groan, but he was taken down by John and tied up again. Um, then they put the couple back to back, and Skyler took the chain from the anchor and tied it around their handcuffs. Skyler took the anchor and tossed it over the side of the boat, which caused the couple to get yanked from the anchor. And it, Jackie hit her head on the side of the boat. Tom, like, was struggling to keep them both on the boat. But eventually, uh, they were pulled over between the rocking of the boat and the weight of the anchor. They were eventually pulled over. Um, Alonzo told police that after the couple went over, Skylar let out a (laughs) woohoo! Yeah, we killed him. Yowza! Um, He was like laughing and cheering. It was like very yucky. Then he drove the boat back to the shore. Uh, Jennifer obviously was in on the whole scheme as well. Um, In fact, it was her idea of to kill the couple to get more money and a free boat. Skylar was the one that would step aside. Uh, during the scheme and actually update her and get feedback on what they should do next or like if he should change the plans and stuff. And Al- so Alonzo was sentenced to 20 years in prison. And that was after the reduction of for cooperating with the police. So he actually will be out in two years. Oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> um, Wait, 20 years? Yeah, 2004. Oh, 2024. Duh. Yeah. I was like, 2014 already happened. It already happened. Uh, Jennifer was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And John and Skylar was sentenced to death. And as of today, Tom and Jackie's bodies have never been found. Jeez. The the Hawks' sons, uh, Ryan and Matt, uh, they eventually inherited the 50-foot 
boat from their parents. Uh, for Ryan Hawks, the boat was more of like a home for him after college. Um, according to their Facebook pri- profile, Matt works as an engineer at the Phoenix Fire Department and resides in Mesa, Arizona. And Ryan is a salesman and had com- contemplated writing a book as his her per his last report stated in 2009 they eventually decided to sell the boat due to financial reasons and they could not continue to care for the boat since it requires such high maintenance yeah so what a shame i know that sucks they didn't get to meet their grandbaby they never got to meet their grandbaby that's really sad but that's crazy i just i those type of stories where i love them i know it's like a movie yeah keeps me on edge i'm like oh no it's patricia i was i was sure it's gonna be patricia to the end yeah the friend yeah the yeah yeah patricia sorry patricia i didn't mean to blame you well you you were blamed yep i actually thought it was gonna be her at first too like she seems not obvious at all yeah but the the friend uh not the friend the Skyler, like, I am a trained assassin. <laughs> I just. <laughs> the Ireland if one. I'm was so... Ireland? Yeah. The Irish trained. I'm sorry. <laughs> Word of advice. If someone comes up to you and they say that they are a trained Don't assassin. Bo- they, they're not. Absolutely. They're not going to tell you. 100% of the time, they are not. I just watched so much Hawkeye and and, 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 and Loki and all this other stuff. Hawkeye has trained assassins. And they don't tell you that. They don't tell you. Like, we binge watched a lot of that this week. So, I mean, I know. Yeah. I'm I'm, a, I'm an expert. She's a trained assassin expert. That was a really good one. I yeah. liked it. It was fun. I mean, it wasn't fun about the deaths. Yeah, but that, that was sad. That was sad. Sorry. Yeah. That sucks. Let me hear a story about a spooky thing. Let me hear a story about a scoopy, spooky ghost. Okay. Well, it's not about a ghost. Uh, so I know I freaked you out last time. You're not doing we a together. demon. I'm not doing a demon. Okay. I know I freaked you out last time with the whole Annabelle crap. So I wanted to, was that the last story that we did? No, last story was Frau Perkta. Yeah. But I wanted to lighten it up a little bit. Okay, good. Um, So I decided to do an abduction story. Um, This is, um, I'm just going to start with my little tidbit. Okay. So the story begins, (laughs) don't you, when a truck full of now six men sped into town in panic to report a missing passenger, Travis Walton. Oh, snap. I'm sorry. Did we, like, forget how to write or something? <laughs> I, I had a lot of time. I know, me too. <laughs> it sounds like a true crime story. It now. does. The Is story it? begins when a group full of men rush into town to tell everyone, alert the, alert the authorities that a man named Tra- Travis Barker have, has been missing. Or Travis Walton. Wal- Walton. It's not Barker. Nope, not Bob Barker. It's Travis Barker. Oh my gosh, you guys! Another announcement. We're Travis up. Barker is actually Bree's brother. That is not accurate. Um, what I was gonna say is Betty White. To Betty White. I said wipe. <laughs> She would, she would have appreciated she that. She would. She would. Oh, so sad. R.I.P. Anyway, 
So, uh, the evening on November 5th, 1975, uh, Travis Walton and six other crew were finishing up a lumber job in the Apache Sick Greaves National Forest just outside of Snowflake, Arizona. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so the men were working outside, um, and the, they were Travis Walton, uh-huh. Mike Rogers, uh, Ken Peterson, Alan Dallas, uh, John Gallet, Gallet, uh, Dwayne Smith, and Steve Pierce. Um, Travis wasn't really too close with any of the crew, only Mike Rogers. He actually oversaw the job and hired him. Yeah. Um, so he was like the boss. Um, so they were packing up and getting ready to head back into town after working all day. And they loaded up into Mike's truck, all seven of them, or six, seven of them, seven of them. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, And they were all pretty much sat in, like, the same seats every time they rode in the truck. Yeah. Um, Non-smokers were in the front and smokers were in the back. So this is 70s. Yeah. Lots of smoking. (laughs) Lots of smoking. Don't (laughs) know what, but. um, (laughs) Smoking something. (laughs) uh, Mike was in the non-smoker section. He was in the passenger side up front. And um, he liked to have the window down so we could have fresh air. Um, <laughs> that night, as they were driving through the woods, uh, Travis noticed a yellowish-orangish glowing um, that was coming through the trees. Oh. And so he tells himself, it's the sun setting. Um, so that makes sense. So likely the sunset. And he's like, oh, wait, the sun just set like half an hour ago, so it's already down. That's not it. So then he tells himself it's deer hunting season and maybe it's some campers in a tent and it's like glowing through the trees somehow. I don't know how it could set off that much. Um, but I anyway, would... your, your mind tries to yeah. rationalize things. So um, so as they got closer, everyone in the vehicle begins to notice this and um, wonders what it could be. And up ahead, as they got to a clearing, they found the source of the light and they see a craft hovering about 15 feet above their logging piles at the tree line. No. Just hovering there. Nope. Um, so Travis described it as um, looking like two pie plates, um, like against each other. Oh, yes. Like, like, like a dome. Yeah. yeah. And um, he had said it looked like a, there was like a like a bowl shape on top. Oh. So basically a flying saucer. Yeah. Um, and he guesstimated that it was about 15 to 20 feet in diameter and 8 to 10 feet thick. Um, it had no windows or doors, and it was making a mechanical buzzing sound. Bzzz, so, like that? Yeah. Okay. Like, just like, I think it like vibrated. The, what they made it sound like in the stuff was that it like kind of like vibrated the ground. You could feel it. Oh, um, yeah. So Mike stopped the truck and immediately, like, not, they said it he wasn't even fully stopped yet. Um, but Travis opened his door and ran towards it. Why? Right? <laughs> um, I he, gotta see it! <laughs> he was scared that it was going to fly away. So he wanted to run towards it to see, I guess. So, stop he, it! <laughs> he, was, he was just, like, entranced by its, like, beauty and the fact that it, like, he's never seen that before. Oh, Travis. Yeah. Travis did not know the danger that he was in. Yeah, clearly. Um, so the men in the truck obviously were, like, yelling at him to come back and to not approach it. But, of course, he ignored them. Yeah. Um, like a ding-dong. Um, but <laughs> once he once he was there, he was maybe about six feet from being directly, like, underneath the middle of it. And while looking up at it, um, a noise got louder, and it made the ground rumble 
and a beam of bluish greenish light shined out of it oh my gosh he was scared obviously at this point yeah. he started like okay what did i just do? maybe i should have listened to everybody <laughs> so he goes he finds a rock that's right there nearby and he goes and hides behind it and kind of crouches behind it yeah and um then they feel like this rumble like a turbine they, everybody can feel the noise um and as he was standing up to get into a running position the light strikes him no and picks him up uh and it, these the guys all see this so they all, all six for of them yeah um and so he's floating in the air and just like levitating there for a second and he's thrown 10 feet um to the ground oh my on gosh his right shoulder um and he described it as being like electrocuted in his chest and head and like a numbing sensation almost and then yeah. blacking out oh my gosh um, so the crew was still there witnessing this whole thing no and after they see all of it they drive away out of fear that it might come back for them a lot so of people just left him there i know a lot of people are like what the heck but at the same time like what would you do when you have other people to think about and you're up against a possible alien like that's true what are you gonna do you don't have any weapons or anything yeah in the end travis was not offended by this and he thought it was actually heroic so um so okay. after getting about a quarter mile away um mike stopped he was really shaken up and he reevaluated the situation and he realized that holy crap we just left my friend yeah he could be hurt or dead or we just need to go back from yeah um so once they can see that there's no sight of the light anymore they assume it's safe and they return to search the area so all six of them are looking in the area they all have one flashlight between them and (laughs) in a work truck pass over here yeah um (laughs) But they find no sign of him whatsoever. Oh, jeez. So, of course, they figure, holy crap, this is a UFO, and it just took our friend. Yeah. So they drive into town and find a phone booth, um, and one of the guys, Ken, reports that Travis is um, missing to the sheriff's office, um, but he doesn't give details because, I mean, that just sounds... You're going to sound that, crazy. Yeah, yeah, you sound nuts. Um, so once the deputy gets there, um, he was looking for signs of intoxication, of course. <laughs> and he notices that the men are all in, like, they, he can tell that they're all, like, in shock. And that yeah. they've been crying and that, that these guys are telling the truth. Yeah. Um, if not, then they look like that. Right. And they're all the, these lumberjacks and everything. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to take a lot. Yeah. Um, so they... Then they tell the deputy what happened, and he calls the head sheriff to relay this information of the missing person, and it may involve a UFO. Oh, jeez. The sheriff and a few men um, go and search the area, finding, of course, no evidence of Travis and or the spaceship, so they decide to look fresh in the morning when there's light. That makes sense. Yeah. More flashlights. More flashlights. <laughs> you don't have to worry about flashlights. Then. <laughs> I'm sure they had more when the sheriff got there. <laughs> um, so Mike and the sheriff then go, they have to go tell his family that he's he's Been not in- there and they have to make sure he's not home. Oh, okay. Um, so they go and tell. That would tell, suck if he was home the yeah, whole time. <laughs> what the hell? Where did you go? <laughs> magic trick he's again. Like, I just went home. Damn it, Travis. <laughs> Stop doing your damn magic. <laughs> tell me what I know, Travis. <laughs> All right, so they first tell um, his mom, who oddly took the news really calmly, 
And it, it like, kind of was, like, a red flag to the sheriff. And they were like, that's a little suspicious. So She's like, yeah, it, it's happened it's before. Fine. He's it's fine. fine. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um, so uh, from there, she um, called and she asked for them to take her to her daughter's house. And she told her daughter and uh, her oldest son, Dwayne, who was kind of, like, the rock of the family. Yeah. And so, of course, he was about three hours away in Phoenix. And he... Um, drove three hours to be with them yeah um so the next day they formed search parties and searched all day only to come up empty and they continued to search through sunday bringing in helicopters planes even men on horses and not the men on horses I, right this is serious there's men on horses here <laughs> bring in the carrots <laughs> the troughs <laughs> Also, um, so by now, this has gotten out to the media. Uh, So there are also, like, reporters and UFO investigators and UFOlogists. There were – and people who were just, like, into this kind of stuff were all there. Um, And with him still missing now for – because it goes all the way through Sunday. Yeah, I already said that. Um, He's been missing for four days now. So the police are like, okay, we're coming up empty. This looks really suspicious. Maybe these guys came up with some big elaborate uh, cover story right. to cover up the murder of Travis. Yeah. So they're thinking that there's been a murder. Um, even during the search, they the police were telling them, they're like, all right, show us where the body is. We can get this over with. Just tell us now. Oh. We can all go home. Um, and they all poor had, men. Yeah, they all had nothing to say. They're like, we didn't kill him. Like, we don't know what happened. We're, tra- we're traumatized ourselves. Yeah. Um, and so they were all suspects now. So they were supposed where they were they were going to be taken in taken in for a polygraph. <sighs> so the next day they all took the test and were asked all same four questions on repeat. Um That sucks. Yeah. Just all have but they were all having the same answers and all passed. But um one of the guys, Alan Dallas, um on one of the things that I read, it said that he had walked out during his test because of the examiner's attitude towards the whole situation, and he was just unprofessional. Yeah. Um, and this happens again too. Um, so his test was actually deemed inconclusive because they they were all they weren't telling they weren't they were being truthful. Yeah. Okay. So that same night, around midnight, Travis found himself lying on the cold pavement in pain, about thirty miles from his abduction site. Um, staring that same the, night yep on sunday the, on, night on the sunday yeah the fifth night officially um it was no it was monday night um so he they found him or he found himself about 30 miles from where oh he had been abducted gosh. and he was looking into a shiny hovering disc right above him just like hovering there oh my god lying on the pavement and, alone yep Ugh. uh it was it seemed much larger than the original the spacecraft and um one second he was lying there staring into it and then the next it shot vertically up into the sky making no noise whatsoever only sending a breeze um through like the trees and grass that's so sorry mike sorry mike (laughs) that's so freaky yeah yeah um so travis was from that area so he recognized the road that he was on and he went towards where he saw like lights like a town yeah to find a phone booth where he could call his sister's house how does he have money um i wondered that too 
Um, he said in the area, he said it was such a small town. He said the phone booths didn't have coin. Oh. They didn't take coins. So he said you could make a phone call on them anytime. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So um, he called his sister's house and his brother-in-law answered. And throughout that time that he'd been missing, they'd gotten like so many calls from the media. Yeah. And like, prank calls saying that it was Travis. <gasps> and so I know. That's messed up. That is messed up. Um, so he actually, he, he thought he was, he thought it was a prank call at first and he actually almost hung up on him. But then he realized it was indeed Travis and him and his, Travis's brother Dwayne came and got him. Um, and later they find it late, later Travis, after seeing like reports and stuff, he finds uh-huh. out that, um, an operator was actually listening in on the call oh. and reported it to the police. So they didn't know that though at the time. Um, so once his family got there, um, they noticed Travis had lost a bunch of weight around 10 pounds in just like four days, five, five, five days, days. I think. that night. I think they're counting the night that he got abducted. Yeah. Okay, so Travis uh, tried telling them about what happened, but all he could get out was how awful this was and how about their pale, large-eyed creatures, and it's just he was traumatized. Yeah. Um, they had had, and then they had expressed how worried and upset everyone had been and that Travis was actually confused because he thought he was only gone just a few hours. Yeah. Um, then his brother told him, you know, feel your face. And so he feels his face and he realizes he's got a beard that would take about four or five days to come in. Oh, yeah. And he realizes it had not been a few hours. Um, He had no injuries that they could see except for a red dot on the inside of his arm, kind of like an injection site. Oh. Um, Even the from falling? mm -mm. Yeah, I know. Even from being thrown 10 feet. Nope. And in like like trees and stuff like that. So, yeah, no. Um, so he was obviously very traumatized and not in a good state. So they decided not to go to the police yet. Um, since this was all so fresh, yeah. which also kind of makes this all looks a little guilty. Yeah. Um, uh, later. But that was actually like my first thought is like, if something like that happened to me, I would want like a night. It just like for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. to de-stress. Like, yeah. Decompress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, later the police had actually dusted the phone where they, since they'd gotten the call from the operator, they went to the phone booth and dusted it for prints. Um, but they didn't actually find Travis's prints there. So they were kind of like not sure what was going on. Oh, that's weird. They were just kind of, because the operator wasn't sure if it was him. It just sounded like him. Because everybody knew each other. Yeah. Um, so they were kind of tipped off, but they weren't a hundred percent. So they're on the lookout. Um, so his brother and him decided to bring him to a doctor to get checked out in Phoenix. Um, smart. Yeah. And while Travis was missing, they were actually approached by multiple people, but they were approached by a man named Spalding, um, who was a part of the GSW, which is the ground or G yeah. Ground saucer watch. (laughs) Yep. It's a thing. Uh, he recommended that if and when <laughs> Travis returned, um, that they see a hypnosis doctor, um, which he recommended someone named Lester Stewart. And he also advised him to not pee so that he could get his blood oh, tested uh-huh. right away. So they plan to do this. Uh, they plan to take him in to this doctor the next morning. And before leaving, uh, Deputy Glenn Flake. But could you imagine not having, like, holding your pee that long? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, he ended up going at the house. 
they the like, mom yeah they had, they had a cup yeah because they were told this so no he did not wait like that long <laughs> i was like because that's what i thought i was like holy shit this guy the man they must have extended his bladder or something like he's like oh i'm working it up i can't hold it i can't even hold it for three hours it's fine <laughs> um so they plan to take him in the next morning and before leaving uh deputy glenn flake was tipped off and suspicious about this whole situation so he actually uh was on the lookout for them and since they got um since i got that tip he came to the residence where travis was actually at to look for him sorry um but they had him hidden and they didn't find him so um they kind of slipped out the back travis and his brother Why are they being so sketchy i know uh, i know i know i don't like it um so later that day Dwayne. i mean he's not dead so it's not like they can call him for murder or anything that's true yeah um so later that day Dwayne called the sheriff's office to let them know officially that travis was alive and back and he was taken to a private hospital in tuscan arizona oh um come to find out um they had went to go see this hypnosis hip, hypnosis hypnosist hypnotist hypnotist <sighs> sorry i don't know um, how to say it this, so I'm just this, doc, <laughs> this so-called doctor who was who could hypnotize him and he was actually not a legit doctor and the whole situation just seemed sketch so they didn't feel comfortable with it so they dipped out and were like, no, we're not doing this. Yeah. Um, so one of the, another person that contacted him, them was the founders of APRO, which is Aerial Phenomena um, Resource Organization. And they ended up getting them in for a full um, examination with real doctors. They did blood work, diagnostic tests, and took his urine sample. Yeah. And um, since the family wasn't in the best financial situation, the National Enquirer, in, Enquirer, oh, Enquirer was uh, actually had heard about this and contacted the family and offered to cover all expenses in exchange for the results. Um, so National Enquirer. I know. <laughs> it makes you kind of think that maybe, like, maybe they're legit, guys. <laughs> so weird. Um, so they found no abnormalities, no injuries, all except for that little red puncture mark. Um also, in his urine, they found no abnormal or found normal amounts of ketones in the urine, which is unusual because um, when you're not getting enough food for um, that many days, your body actually produces an excess amount of it. So, yeah. like, he should have had a lot more yeah. if he was starving. Yeah. Um, so, that was unusual. That is weird. So, Travis also went under... Uh, a legit hypnosis therapy where many people were present including the national Enquirer p- reporters because they wanted all the details yeah um, multiple doctors and his brother um, he recalled only about two hours of the five days that he was missing um, so he remembered waking up in a weak and exhausted state feeling pain yeah um, he was on a table with something cold and heavy laying on his chest <gasps> it was large um he assumed he'd been taken to the hospital. Of course. He'd just As been thrown. He would, yeah. So, and even heard movement around the room, which he assumed was the doctors and nurses around him. Uh-huh. Um, once he was able to gain a little bit of clarity and get his vision back, he looked around and actually saw that these were not doctors and nurses, and they were creatures, like humans, not humans. They were just these weird-looking creatures. 
they were about five feet um, with large gray uh, heads, no hair, and small facial features. Um, but there are their eyes were very large and mostly black. <gasps> it's a black eye kids. It's a black kids. <laughs> um, he became hysterical and attempted to push uh, push one of them that was next to the table. Um, oh no! He was super weak, so he ended up um, not really. Like- yeah, he just kind of nudged him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did manage to get off the table, though, and three of them walked towards him, and he reached for the only thing that he could feel behind them was like a glass, clear, plasticky, tube-like thing. Like and a he, colander? Yeah, he tried He tried breaking it as to use for a weapon, but he couldn't break it. So, I mean, he still was like yelling at them, like, get away yeah. from me and threatening them with it. And they ended up like freaking out and leaving the room. So it really, worked. it worked. Huh. Um, when they left, he saw that they went down the hall and turned right. So he figured there's no one in here. I'm going to turn left. Yeah. So uh, whenever he went down the hallway, he turned left and he came into a small, small dark room. It appeared to be vacant. Uh-huh. And as he moved in the room, a little bit of light and there had moved kind of with him. I love when these little people's face is so cute. Um, <laughs> um, so there is light that was kind of moving in as he walked in the room, uh-huh. and he had found a chair that was facing away from him. So he approached it slowly because he was like, what if there's someone in the on the other side of that chair that I can't see? So uh, there wasn't. Oh. It's good. Uh, so he, he inspected it thinking that maybe there was a button to open a door or a window to get him out of here. Yeah. Anything to get out. Um, I wouldn't want to get out if I was in space though. Right. <laughs> I don't you think, like open the door and you're like, nope. <laughs> I don't think he put two and two together. He was out of it. Yeah. Um. So he, he couldn't really find anything that was doing anything. There were buttons and everything, but they weren't really doing anything. Um. He did find a lever though and he sat down and immediately whenever he moved the lever, there were stars in front of him <gasps> that were moving. It was like a planetarium. That's so cool. Yeah. So it was like he was like looking into space. Um. So he's like, oh, crap, I might make this worse. I'm going to get out of this chair. <laughs> I'm about to take us way out away from Earth. Um, Hyperspeed. Right. Uh, this was... Um, oh, so he got out of the chair. And in the doorway, he saw that there was another being there. Aww. So this one was different, though. He actually looked human, like him. He was about six feet tall. He had a blue suit black boots and blonde hair and a clear helmet on over it so he, it, he looked like human is it um what's his face valiant thor i know when i was reading this i was like Ooh, val Ooh, val. No. um so travis ran up to him thinking oh my gosh this guy can help me i need to get some answers and he tried asking him questions but the guy wasn't responding and he kind of just figured okay maybe he can't hear me through his helmet yeah so the guy gestured for travis to follow him so he did because what else do you do yeah um so he led him into all through the ship and into a room where he uh there were three other people human looking things Uh uh-huh um but they weren't wearing helmets and they were all standing around a table oh my gosh so again he tried to ask questions but no answers were given to him and he was just gestured to get on the table and lay down so, of course, he did that. Oh. 
Um, he didn't really have any other choice but to cooperate. Right. Um, so then he, he remembered them putting on what looked like an oxygen mask on over him and holding it on over and, and then he just fell asleep. Fell asleep. And... It was laughing gas. Right. <laughs> so yeah, he woke up on the pavement. Sorry. Oh, so after they put the laughing yeah, gas on. that was on, the last thing he remembered he and then he woke up on the pavement. Up. Okay. Um, this is a crazy, outrageous story obviously so yeah. he felt the need to actually do a polygraph himself he's like i don't even believe my he's, own yeah he's <laughs> my like, own story he's like i i've got to prove it people people are saying all these crazy things about me all these lies and i know my truth so um he took one and during the test he had the same examiner that the other guys had oh geez who was un extremely unprofessional yeah he actually ended up pushing travis to admit that he had um which were not relevant to the whole situation yeah um but he had pushed travis to admit that he had um had done drugs in the past like weed and that has nothing to do with exactly it. in the past yeah and um and he at this point he had had not drank or done drugs at all he didn't yeah. do it anymore he ain't about that life and in the past, um, he was also involved in, like, check fraud, which... Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so I think he ended up getting, like, fired up from it, and he failed that test. <sighs> well, those te- those results were actually... Um, they kept... The family agreed to keep the results a secret because it they, did, they felt like it was invalid. Yeah. Um, so that was a big one for skeptics to question. To, yeah, question. Um, that sucks. Yeah. So, um, a few months later, in February, he actually um, took another test, and he did pass, and he's actually taken more since, and oh. still passes. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of skeptic beliefs out there, tons of them. Obviously. Um, yeah. I won't get into detail on them, but they some of them say that they're hiding something in that polygraph, um, or that he was in the hospital for those five days, but... There was no, like, they checked all the hospitals. Yeah. There was no record of him. Um, and something about Jupiter was the result of the UFO sighting. And I don't know what that, no. I, it, it didn't oh, like they saw the Jupiter? Yeah. So, um, and uh, also another one said that Mike Rogers, the guy who hired him as friend, was actually committing fraud and um, on his current contract with that job. And Travis was in on it. Um, oh, what? What does that have to do with yeah, it? What yeah, does that have to do something with Something having to do with getting extended time on the job or something. Oh, I see. Yeah. And also some suspect that he could have been on drugs, but his urine and blood samples came back clean. So Yeah. Um, lastly, they believe that he was inspired by the whole Betty and Barney Hill incident, oh. um, which had happened like, I think it was like 10 years before this. Yeah. And they had just put like a TV movie out. Like, so he was hoping to get a gig. Yeah. Yeah. So it made him, made him famous. So that's what people think. Okay. Um, so throughout the time, more people in that area have actually come out to admitting strange things that night. Like hunters in the area, people live in the area, seen lights, electronics being weird, oh. their TVs being weird. Um, hunters, he said that people didn't want to come out and say their names, but they had said that they had seen something. Um, and just in general people in that area say they see things all the time so yeah it's a hot spot it's a hot spot for aliens right um so as of 2017 an organization organization had tested that air uh that area's soil 
and found extreme um, high amounts of iron, calcium, magnesium, potassium, um, which is not a common occurrence, especially with the iron. And I talked to Josh about it. He kind of explained it to me. Um, iron, is, the cause of a higher iron would be by like a strong magnetic field. Oh, and oh, oh, oh. Like the it being that strong, it couldn't have been caused by. It likely couldn't have been caused by something of ours. Oh, like, um, so it, the iron would have come from. Yeah, well, it. They said that's like um like propulsions from like a spaceship or just a ship, um, but likely a spaceship, um, could pull the iron up from the soil to the top. Oh, I see what you're saying. And okay, kind of drawing it to the top. So yeah, yeah sorry. Ooh, um, that is weird. Yeah. So that's likely, that would likely not be something that we could do. Yeah. Um, and also about 15 years later, it was discovered that the trees, because they visit the site often, yeah. um, that were nearest to the UFO that hovered had been producing wood fiber at 36 times the rate it had in 85, um, in the 85 years before that. Ooh. So um, more recently, a complete core sampling revealed that um, this thickening growth was only on the um, on the side of actually like the the trees that were facing the UFO. Uh-huh. So everything that was facing the UFO had just like grown, taken off. Oh, that's um, so weird. Yeah, and there were there's actually been like other cases about like radio or radio, yeah, radiation. Sorry, radiation and like tree growth with like Chernobyl and stuff, and they tend to grow like three times their growth rate too. What? So that's like that's a thing um that's wild i know 36 times that's so fast chernobyl wasn't ufo chernobyl was nuclear yeah so like that's crazy yeah um so as of today in 1978 walton actually put out a book called fire in the sky and it Uh was actually made into a movie later um which was completely like not i saw the trailers for it and it actually looked really scary did it? i really want to watch it but apparently hollywood made it look way scarier than his actual story was well so, of course yeah so it's not it's not really accurate <laughs> but still pretty cool yeah um and occasionally um he'll appear at like ufo conventions uh-huh. um he actually sponsors his own ufo conference in arizona it's called skyfire summit Oh. Um, and he also appeared on a game show called Moment of Truth where he took a polygraph test. It's oh, no. Um, it was negative in front of everybody. It's That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He's like, well, I was not this expecting that. <laughs> um, he was also on an interview on which I got some of my information from on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Oh, in, does he? Just in 2021. Oh. In January. So, yeah, a year ago. Huh. Yeah. So that is uh, the story of the abduction of Travis Walton. Oh, Travis. Or, you know, missing persons, whatever you guys want to believe. But I think it was an abduction. I think he was abducted. That's, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Isn't that a good one? That was a good one. I Thank was, you. I was having so much fun researching this. I had so many different sources. Oh, yeah, yeah. I bet. That's, oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. It's spooky. I wouldn't want to be abducted. Yeah, I know. I, whenever you say you don't like the, the, doll demon stories the abduction ones creep me out really well they say like people who are really into it and like really interested are like more likely to like because he was actually in he was actually like into that kind of stuff and his brother was too so and they admitted to that but it wasn't like 
there someone had said on one of my sources that they had said his brother had told the police that they had agreed that if one of them had ever seen like a UFO or something that they would run up to it. So he's like, I gotta I, I, do it. I couldn't find that anywhere, but it was on a podcast that I'd heard. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Oh. Yeah, it was, and it kind of made them look a little more shady. It, not the slim shady either. Not the slim trader. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell a neighborhood story? All right, so I'm going to tell you a neighborhood story. Ooh. You may have already read it before, but I'm no. going to tell, tell everybody. I else probably don't one. remember. Probably not. So, someone. This is from next door, and it says someone keeps delivering soup to my house with a note that says, "Soup for my perfect little soup boy." Oh, that's no. cute. <laughs> that's a little creepy. I appreciate the free food, but. I don't even like soup, so please stop this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my perfect little soup boy. Oh, that's so creepy. <laughs> what if he was like an 18-year-old and like this creepy old grandma? <laughs> All I can think of is the old guy from Family Guy. Like, <laughs> you want some soup? <laughs> hey there, Shoot boy. I wish I could do the whistle. People are gonna be like, what are we listening? Skip, skip, fast forward thirty seconds. (laughs) Oh, please stop delivering soup to me. I do not like it. Nope. Nope. Um, I don't like soup. I I like soup. It's good soup. Good soup. It's another thing we say a lot. Yeah, we do. I like some soups. Yeah, I like tomato soup. I like Tuscan. Uh, the, the, not Tuscan, um, the Zupa, Zupa Toscano. I don't know what that is. From Olive Garden. It's got potatoes and meat oh, in it. Oh, so yeah. Bad. It's like, yeah. and potato soup. And I also like, anyway, and if anybody ever wants to send me some soup, you know what kind of soups I like, so. They have to be gluten-free, though, so. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Oof. Not trying to be picky or anything, but. <laughs> I also don't want to get sick. I don't want soup coming out of my butt. Wow, we've talked a lot about poop. We sure have. Let's do our sign off. (laughs) Uh, So, if you haven't figured out from now by now uh, to listen to us, you can find us pretty much on any uh, podcast streaming platform. Um, Don't forget to. uh, Oh, also on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to um, review us, not just rate us, but please write like a little review, just like a sentence, just say it was good it was pleasant it's good soup okay if someone puts in a review in there that says it's good soup then you're getting a free sticker yep yep just tell us yeah (laughs) take a screenshot and send it to us (laughs) um also follow us and like us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok and that's at wwtn podcast our website is what's with the neighbors dot com from there you can find our patreon page which is patreon.com forward slash wwtn podcast for only $5 a month or $3 a month, depending on what tier you have, you can either view unedited videos or have access to it. Tier 3, you get... To see what's up with us, what's with uh, the... What's you get to see the what's with the neighbors. We put, put 
We cannot talk. What does this do? Tier three content. We do. Tier three, you get access to exclusive content, but you do not get the unedited video. So only tier five, you get that. So it goes to a good cause. It goes to it goes right back into the podcast. Five dollars a month, three dollars a month. Patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. And feel free to d- slide into our DMs with any questions, comments, or even story suggestions. Um, once a month, we strive to do a story, uh, n- neighborhood story stories. And listener stories. Yeah, l- that's what I'm, yeah. Listener stories. Um, so you can send us those to wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. And um, have you checked in on the neighbors lately? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy out. Yeah.